Brian, John, hi, Cody, hi, hi, hi. Well, I guess I shouldn't say as always. Hi, Cody. Hi, Brian. As always, Ryan. Oh, and special guest Maggie. Hey. Uh, before we get started, I didn't tell you about this at all. Uh, I'm gonna let you plug your podcast. Oh shit! Because last time we did it at the end, and I'm always Wait, afraid am that I people. Wait, allowed to curse? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh cool. fuck so yes. The fuck you want. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because last time when we had uh, Emily on, I'm afraid that we waited. didn't plug it. Yeah, well, we did. I just I think we waited to like after the point where people were like, all right, they stopped talking about the movie. Off. Right. <laughs> so I like to get that in the in the beginning. Now. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm the co-host of a podcast called Chicks Who Script. Uh, we talk about screenwriting and movie making. Um, from a it's a it's a podcast by women in entertainment for everyone. Um, yeah, and I'm a screenwriter and a director myself. Hooray! Wow, somebody's Thanks accomplished on this show. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Way to go, Brian. You pulled a good one. <laughs> Actually, John asked this person to be yeah, on. Yeah. So. Way to go, John. <laughs> Suck it, Brian. <laughs> Everyone else that I asked to be on today all went, ah, I can't make it. Right. Hey. Ten minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the LA disease. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, I want to do that. Um, I'm so busy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I forgot I had brunch today. Right. right. <laughs> I have brunch every day. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we're gonna get started with a real quick. Where have you been doing? Uh, I'm gonna go first. Uh, I always do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been watching the the new Judd Apatow show on Netflix called Love. Uh, it stars the guy's name I can never remember and Jillian Jacobs, uh, and it's fantastic so far. Like I really, really enjoy it. It's not like wall to wall laugh out loud funny like a lot of Judd Apatow stuff isn't. Oh shoot! Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> But I really enjoy the two main characters so much that like I will watch this entire show. And I'm only halfway through it, and I'm already kind of having that fatigue of, like, what am I going to do when the show ends? Like, I want to keep watching these people. So that, I think, speaks volumes to it. Of I already am afraid of not having them in a show anymore. That's so, great. That's why you never finish a show. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the... Yeah. So if you, <laughs> you guys... just leave one. Yep. yep. Yeah, if you have Netflix, I highly recommend it. But yeah, that's it for me. Nice. I'll go next. Uh... Over the weekend, Steam had a sale on a game I've been meaning to play for a while. That Ooh. is Cities Skylines. Oh, yeah. Oh, like a yes. SimCity clone. It's really fun. Yes. It's like what Sim SimCity should have been. Exactly. In this newest version, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maxis and EA kind of put a curse on any Sim game yeah. over the last 10 years, and this really delivered what I wanted. It's awesome. I was, I was actually ridiculously jealous of that. I was on uh, Reddit for, like, hours just looking at people's, like, little like mock-ups of perfect little <laughs> utopias and like oh man that's an awesome on-ramp and i felt really <laughs> it's like, oh man he built, Sick he built a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man that's a sweet freeway just right? how he built that through there well, it oh, looked man, like a the, clover leaf bro come on oh cool and there's some plumbing under oh yeah, good God. plumbing he's got oh. great he's got great drainage there's got not gonna be any problems unless there's an never earthquake. play this <laughs> <laughs> oh no i loved i loved some city back in the day yeah. like 2000 was my entry in yeah, yeah. and so great Actually, the the first SimCity 
iPad edition was rad. I got oh, really? I got an early iPad and I was like, what do I what have I heard of that's on this and, and yeah. that SimCity was. They need dope. to bring back uh, Sim Farm. That was a blast. Oh yeah, Sim all Farm the other Sims were great. Sim Ant. Sim Ant was awesome. Yes. You could take your army of ants and attack the red ants. Yep. It was like great. You could attack tarantulas. It was it was fun. Yeah. I miss Sim games. I really don't. This <laughs> is <laughs> not for me. Not for you. No. It's all right. I'll, I'll continue playing. Baseball. I do. What I miss out of uh, the old Sim games that they don't have in this is like the the disasters that you could trigger, like oh. alien attacks or mm. Godzilla monsters, all that fun yeah. stuff. That was in two thousand. There was always like a volcano that would just erupt in the middle of your city, mm-hmm. yeah. basically destroy your nuclear reactor, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could also get no the mo- if you wanted. You could select that monster that would kill everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. That was a cool option. Yeah. Are you allowed to talk about if you're, you're for your thing for the week, like something that you hated or whatever oh, you want, yeah, really? Yeah. Because yeah. I really hated the vinyl pilot. <laughs> really, Ooh. it's on my DVR. Scorsese and Jagger burn. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like they did the greatest hits of of Scorsese's everything. It's the Wolf of Midtown, like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and it's two hours long. Jesus That's Christ. the only reason I haven't watched it. As soon as I heard uh, that, I'm like, two hours? That sounds yeah. like a commitment. I'll watch five episodes of an hour-long show instead. <laughs> That's yeah. the feel smarter like more way accomplished. to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, two I can, hours. Two uh. fucking hours. And like nothing... It doesn't get better in the second <laughs> hour. <laughs> like, oh, it's no. pretty much as soon as Juno Temple has sex with the lead singer of the band. Sorry, spoiler. Jesus. Oh. I, was, I really wanted to know like, she would have sex with that guy. Oh. But you do, you do get to see her rack, which is cool. Um, she's very pretty. Um, but I'm, like I'm pretty much, who that is right now. I know. Uh, he's blonde and big eyes. And uh, did you I'm ever see the up. breast teapot? Nope. Oh, it's a, that's a cool, weird one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I get it. I'm writing all these down right now. I actually like breast boobs. <laughs> <laughs> breast teapot. Is oh, I recognize her. I just pulled her up. Oh, so yeah, happy yeah, about that one. Yeah, that, um, that, she was in that that one movie. Yeah, that one thing. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I just looked over on IMDb on Brian's computer. I saw like a bunch of movies I've seen. So I'm like, I've, I've seen her in there. Definitely. The thing that, that really irks me about shows that are sort of Coke-centric is there's this movie thing uh, where every time somebody does a bump of cocaine, it looks like they just got a cattle prod shoved up, shoved up their butt. <laughs> like, and you know, the overhead shot and they're all sweaty and whatever. And it's like, if you've ever been around somebody that did Coke for real, like it ain't it ain't like that. They're not like... It doesn't Sorry, look like. Sorry, I just the... went for the like hard R for she, the version of. She your also podcast. looked at me when she was talking about cocaine. Yeah, which is because you've been doing lines ever since you got I, here. <laughs> shut up, guys! Jeez, my ma can't find out. Yeah. Wait, you're on cocaine? I can't tell because you don't look like uh, the Uma Thurman scene from Pulp Fiction. Right, Ryan. How else do I get up in the morning? Come on. <laughs> it is really early right now. Um. Yeah. So don't watch vinyl. Is basically, <laughs> or at least watch the fir- at least watch till they have sex, and then right, and then be done. Even be then, done. just like fast Can forward. I fast forward to that part. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you won't miss anything. Isn't this the guy who did uh, Boardwalk Empire and stuff? Yeah, it's the same. So like an that interesting did... show to a not interesting show is what you're saying. It's just the same shtick, man. Oh. Like it's very beautiful and whatever, but like I, I don't really need five minutes of slow motion watching fake. Led Zeppelin like I just don't uh, and I really I love yeah. music deeply and I want to be a part of writing or creating a show about the music industry but it's mm. just like it's amazing to me how they keep fucking it up yeah it's pretty what do you easy. mean Cameron Crowe's show looks so good doesn't it roadies right? oh I read I read that <laughs> Cameron Crowe please for the love of god I just do, stop do man you've made a good movie take a journey you just made a-, a zoo and that should have been it <laughs> stop it <laughs> 
Go hang out in that zoo for a while. Right? Please. <laughs> yeah. For my money, I'll just watch Almost Famous over and over. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that yeah. movie. Way better choice. Watch yeah. it. Watch Almost Famous instead yeah. watch, of Vinyl. Watch it twice. Yeah. You'll have the whole season. Great. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Watch episode two is like three hours long. Oh, we God. can't edit for any reason. I mean, I just feel like they don't need to because they've got so much. They're on the Prestige Network, and they yeah. are the Prestige guys that make shows for that network, so they can do whatever they want. Must they already nice got a second season pickup. God. <laughs> Must be nice to have that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess if you're Martin Scorsese, you sort of earned it. Yeah. yeah. Sort of. <laughs> Debatable, but okay. <laughs> All right, next. Uh, I, I guess it's me. Yeah. Um, I went down a dark and dank pass. Um, dank? Dank. What? Um, I started watching Heroes again, guys. <laughs> oh, no! no. First um, season. That's it. I'm going to cut it off after the first season. I swear to God, guys. Okay. Like All my right. coke habit. It's going to go away <laughs> one day. Like the <laughs> coke habit. <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't help it, man. Um, second second time around uh well I've, i watched it a few times but this is my second time around as an <coughs> adult with big eyes man really fucking good it was yeah. so fucking good it like, makes the second season hurt that right? much worse right i'm just so angry because i'm like i know what's coming <laughs> and god damn it peter petrelli damn it <laughs> you, you hear the like that soundtrack and you're like oh chills yeah. yeah 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 and they just they literally just said save the cheerleader and it was like one o'clock in the morning while i was watching i'm like Huzzah! <laughs> and then the guy next door banged on the wall yeah. and I was like fuck you go fuck play you some more heroes yeah go play some more EDM at 3 yeah. o'clock in the morning dickhead <laughs> I'm wow. enjoying my stories leave <laughs> my me alone stories, damn it. <laughs> um, that's what I've been up to just uh, watching heroes and uh, reading the comic books cool, yeah. cool. tight yeah. so this weekend with uh, mm. a certain Brian and Ryan I did some D&D Ooh. this is the second time I've done it uh Last time I, before this years ago, I would try to set one up, and then everyone would stop being friends and get cancel and do the LA thing <laughs> in Minnesota and all that, you know. Like we, we can't play anymore, and we hate each other. And it's like, oh, but I wanted to play. <laughs> bad so we started some characters, and uh, this is our second time in, and it was really fun. We failed so hard. <laughs> Wait, yeah, you, you three did. failed at a quest. Oh God! Oh, oh man. God! Yes. It turns out we don't know how to roll dice, <laughs> or look at things, yeah. or look around, or talk to people. <laughs> yeah, Ryan. Right, never when you see. I see no problem. Sure. With that. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan was the DM, and he was shaking his head the whole yeah. time. There, at us. There's a, an old uh, ar- uh, archetype about D and D players that they're all just murder hobos, and you guys are fitting right into it. Just homeless people wandering the world, murdering everybody they see, and taking their treasures. Not successfully, mind you. How much alcohol was involved in this D&D Surprisingly game? little. Yeah, oh, there was a couple much. beers, but that was it. Maybe that's where you went wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, right? <laughs> you got to loosen hammered. yourself up. Maybe yeah. we need some of that Coke. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can that that vinyl Coke, I mean. But be, be careful. Every time you do a hit, you're going to throw your head back, and yep. there's going to be a camera over your face. Yep. That's how I live, man. I have a GoPro just stationed just right over my couch. Head. I just look right up at it every time. I just go. Exactly. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> so so creepy that when people I can come just over. like self dilate my eyes. This is great. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Uh, all right. So first things first, we're gonna do the review for today. I can tell you the numbers, but the numbers are rather kind of eh, because it was the '80s and they didn't really keep track of it that much then. Mm. Um, so we don't know how much it cost. I'm guessing very little, just based on looking at it. Right. Um, and it ended up making 40 million. So pretty good, I'd say. Yeah, I probably did it. Yeah, I'd say it was enough to keep John Hughes employed. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. He got to do another one. He sure did. The exact same movie another time. <laughs> um, it's draft two. If it ain't broke, don't fix yeah. it. Yeah. We'll get into that later. Uh, <laughs> so the review for today comes from uh, the good old Nick Friedman, Hadouken from Hoboken. Uh, <laughs> he did not know what I was doing when I asked him for this, but in the middle of a conversation, I randomly threw in, hey, what are your feelings on Pretty in Pink? And he said, eh, not as good as his other movies. John Hughes, I mean. Right. <laughs> Word. Also not as good as James Spader. Yeah, I was going to say, not as James Spader's yeah. movies. No. You know? He doesn't get uh, naked and have sex with someone randomly, mm. so no. kind of what's the point, really? Nor does he, I, he tries. Know, like, get real freaky with Maggie Gyllenhaal. Like, oh, that was yeah. a good movie. Oh, it's the best movie. <laughs> he also doesn't try to take over the world as the voice of a robot. <laughs> a great All voice. of that said, I really like him in this movie. He's so oh, yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it? he's like the best asshole yep. ever. Oh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how I could turn that into a joke, and I, they're all just so horrible yeah. decided not to. <laughs> you, you have spared us. A little bit of smoke came out of Brian's ears at that moment. He's like, I, I don't know how to figure this one out. Yeah. I'm sure they go <laughs> Just let that one go. Uh, all right. So for the breakdown, I'm sorry, Maggie. You're going to have to do this. Okay. You have 30 seconds to tell us everything that happened in the movie. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Welcome to my world. All right. Uh, am I yep. going? Am I going now? Like yes, right now. <laughs> okay, right now. Um, so there's a, a girl hurt from the, literally the wrong side of the tracks, uh, and she has a scholarship to a fancy school where all of the other students are much richer than her. Uh, her mom walked out on her and her dad three years ago, um, and she's got one kind of friend who annoys the shit out of her. He's in love with her. His name is Ducky. They both uh, dress pretty weird and five seconds left. Fucking a! Uh, she falls in love with a rich guy, and it eventually works out. Even though she should have been with Ducky in the end. <laughs> I'm actually gonna let that Not go. Not bad. <laughs> this is pretty good for really, first really time. pulled was, it together in the last yeah. second there. Thanks, man. <laughs> you should have heard mine. It was great. <laughs> Cody is notoriously the worst person we have at this. You know, awesome. I like being number one at something, guys. <laughs> uh, he's definitely number one. It is. <laughs> It is hysterical how he would have gotten. So the name is Pretty in Pink. Now, Pretty is spelled P R E T T Y. Two T's. I have to put the line between both T's. Yeah. I'm special, like heroes. I do have to write log lines for my own movies, so I have a little bit of experience with the with the recap. Real fast. Uh, all right, so let's get started on this thing. Um, I want to start pretty much with the entry point for everybody in this movie, which is not where I usually would, but I want to start with Molly Ringwald, because mm-hmm. uh, I think she's the, probably the best place to start, because she is essentially the whole movie. Right. Yeah. And she's playing a slightly more mature version of her character from Sixteen Candles, and yeah, I think that's okay. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really bother me. Like, I kind of thought it would. Mm-hmm. On like my, I don't know, 10,003 watch of the movie. <laughs> like after I've kind of gotten to know a little bit more about everything, I was kind of like, I, I, I'm kind of okay with her just playing the same thing. Like it just kind of, it works. Yeah. yeah. She, I mean, definitely there's not a big range to, to Miss Molly. I, I love her, but in all of the movies, I mean, the difference is in Breakfast Club, she's yeah. the rich girl mm-hmm, instead right. of the poor one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. She does one thing and she does it really well. She did. Yeah. Yeah. She was like that perfect John Hughes vehicle. Like she yep. was just like perfect for it. And it was it's kind of funny how like he, I don't think he ever wrote movies for her. It's just like as he's writing, he's like, oh, I need a teenage girl, and uh, it's Molly Ringwald. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> she's cute. She's a little bit angsty, but not too angsty. It's just kind of a. And she has a head on her shoulder. Yeah. She kind of goes yeah. and gets it. Right. Yeah. 
not a very and passive she makes her person. dad breakfast and encourages him to go get a job a lot <laughs> It's a very weird subplot. And I, mean, I really didn't yeah. understand why it was there, but I'm not yeah. going to really argue with it either. And he never gets a job. Like what? No, he just lies to her. And then yeah. it's just yeah. kind of okay. And buys her a dress, <laughs> yeah. which she turns into an even uglier dress. God, so yes. maybe her fashion sense isn't all that, but yeah. she she brings it in this movie. and it's. Uh, but I, I think that it's supposed to be... I mean, I think that's really the point, is she's supposed to be like... Oh, she's gonna be fine because she's a budding fashion designer. But, <laughs> but everyone who looks, no one, other than like I think her friend uh, Annie Potts, uh, no one else looks at her and goes, "Man, you have the best fashion sense." Everyone looks at her and goes, "The fuck are you wearing?" Like no. the whole movie, like no one's like, "Oh, I wish I could dress like her." It's just everyone looks at her and goes, "What's with your shoes? I made them." Why? Right. <laughs> you know, there's shoe stores, right? It, it, it's a far more accurate portrayal of high school than you would expect going into the movie. Yeah. 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 Yeah, looking at this, and I mean, maybe that's, I mean, I didn't grow up in the 80s. Like, this came out the year I was born. But, like, maybe that's why people were so drawn to it. Because, I mean, it's not like, if you look at, like, high school musical, like, that's not high school. I mean, right. it's just, it's such a glamorized version. Right. Way, Deal way, with it, way, Cody. Way, I way. know you went to school. I in- went to a musical high school, and it was very much like that, okay? We danced with our basketballs, and we had fun, okay? All right. All right, so it's not most high schools. Yeah. I'll, I'll rephrase. Thank you. Thank you. But I think that's partially why people are so into it. And I think that's why, like, with Molly Ringwald, she's, like, the perfect, like, entry character for both guys and girls. Because she doesn't – I don't mean this to sound mean at all, but she doesn't look like a supermodel. She's right. not like, yeah. like what people get cast in movies today where it's, like, you need, say, like, Jennifer Lawrence or, like, Charlize Theron. It's, like, these are obviously, like, movie stars, unbelievably yeah. beautiful movie star women. And Molly Ringwald was never that. And it's yeah. not anything against her. She's still very pretty. It's just not – it's something about her looking normal that made people go, "Oh, I relate to her." It's and just that she had red hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, and true. a lot of like the high school angst and confusion. She did portray that fairly well. Just like the back and forth, not being sure what you want, kind of just not like being frustrated at everything. Yeah. yeah, like I felt like I recognize that. I recognize that in that character. High school yeah. sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would never do this again. I'm glad I'm watching this again. <laughs> yeah, but like. It, as much as I liked all of that, like when you hear Molly Ringwald talk about it, that's where I start going, shh, you're ruining it. <laughs> just, just, just let it go. The more you say Robert Downey Jr. would have been a better movie, the more no. you're kind of insulting people. Like People yeah. love this movie. Stop talking. Oh, I hate that. I hate that aspect of it. Have, like, Have you guys heard that that full review of I what not, she said? I yeah. Oh, so she, what she had said was, uh, originally the ending of the film, for people who don't know, was that she ended up with Ducky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the test audiences went, no. Yeah. And they went, well, why? Do you like Blaine better? And they go, no, well, we just <laughs> really don't like him. It's like, he's great, but yeah. it does not make sense that they get together. Right. And she says, I totally agree. But if Ben Robert Downey Jr., we went to change the ending. Because originally he was supposed to play Ducky, and yeah. then he had to oh back my out. God. She's yeah. probably right. Yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, think, I think the main problem, or the thing that she's implied, is that the Ducky character was too gay for mm-hmm. her to feel like she could really get together. Which, as a girl that dated a lot of gay dudes in high school <laughs> um, makes total sense. And it also makes total sense that my personal feeling is that they should have ended up together. God damn it. Right. <laughs> Even if he was going to figure something out in a couple years, whatever. <laughs> it's interesting though to think about because Ducky is that character that, that is parodied or even it's weird because the way I look at this movie and the way I looked at it when I was a kid and the way I looked at it growing up, my my ideas of relationships and romance and all that stuff were based on John Hughes films. Yeah, like you always part want, of the reason you got a phone call today. 
yeah exactly <laughs> part of the reason why i'm getting text messages right now um either which way but it's just like it's it's interesting because i love the romantic ideas of how this is all built up and how like oh man maybe maybe the the guy who doesn't want it isn't able to get this girl is going to get the girl but then i realized how fucked up that is because <laughs> ducky is the one who's putting her on this pedestal and making her into this person that she's not yeah and that's what's wrong with i think a lot of the culture that guys like me created when we were younger and now as we're growing up we're realizing that wow it's like shit we were duckies we were duckies right. <laughs> we should have probably have not been duckies well, well there's it's really uncom- no like optimal romantic behavior in this movie whatsoever right. like no, everyone's just yeah. talking everyone about sucks. <laughs> yeah and it to the credit it's almost like there are mirrors of the various characters to various aspects of who we were yeah which is, i wasn't expecting coming to this because i'd never seen this before yeah right it's pretty i mean I got it. It's probably weird as an adult first time viewer of yeah. Pretty in Pink because it's not like I love the shit out of this movie. It's not a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Story wise, it's a mess. Yeah. Um, and also, like, they go on one date and she, like, freaks out the whole time. Um, did you notice that? Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a shitty date. It was yeah. really bad. Horrible She's, like, date. Yeah. constantly throwing these fits and, like, no, you can't take me out. I mean, I would never go out with that girl again. Right. right. <laughs> he falls in love with her. Right. Like, that was like that was like the that best should, date in the world for her. Yeah. And it's concerning. like, are you kidding me? Like yeah. that would have been horrible. Like yeah. And that tells you what Blaine's twisted sense of romance is, right, right. there. Like it's like, like oh man, Blaine really should see a doctor if that's what he, he thinks should. is good. Like there's something wrong in his head. Like right. that was a horrible date. Yeah. yeah. She's freaking out. This is awesome. This is awesome. Fantastic. She's always afraid of everything. This oh. is going to be great. <laughs> My own little bird. <laughs> I can't wait to make out with her in a barn. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what? Come All on. of it. There's so many things that I'm like, huh, weird choice. Barn makeouts are the best, guys. You know? Rolling in the hay happens right in the hay. Roll, there you roll, go. Roll <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Barns. Um, but I mean, really, the 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 greatest moment in the whole film is try a little tenderness. I mean, like I, for me, anyway. I I love a good, I love a good musical number. <laughs> that part is great. Now, moving into Ducky, because that's a good place. That's a great place to just kind of start with him. I as much as I love that scene, I've still now I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. Every time I watch, I'm like, why are we doing this? Right. It's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's great. When I saw the live version with the, the Baz Luhrmann, not Baz Luhrmann, with the uh, Dear John Hughes show with um, For the Record people, it's fantastic. Yeah. But you're watching, you're going, and even she's like, Ducky, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, yeah. I guess I'll let you finish. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that aspect of what my in the reaction, world? My reaction was more along Annie Potts' line where it was like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, fun. Uh Oh, he, oh, he's and still kind of doing done. it. He's still he's doing it. He's, this is a minute longer than I was. Okay, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> like her range in that whole scene was like my journey through that dance number. Yeah. Because I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're watching this, you're going, "Oh, this is John Hughes wanting a musical dance number." Yeah. Because it really is just like, where the fuck can we put this in here? Um, how about now? Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, it's like he was hanging outside waiting for them to put some music on. And waiting for his moment to enter. He yeah. was waiting for his entrance. Yeah. Oh, I know this one. Yeah, cool. I can dance. Ducky was literally waiting there for an hour and a half going, fuck, I don't have a dance number. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about the next one? All right, good. All right. I'm wait, wait, wait. Oh. And oh, go. go. All right. Try a little It kind of works, though, because he is waiting outside of her house and outside of the record store constantly. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, that's the thing that bothers me so much about his character. He's a fucking creep. Oh, yeah. yeah really no. is. But he's... 
I'm not sure if this makes it better or worse. He's totally knowledgeable of that. Like oh, he yeah. understands yeah. that he's a creep. Like he even tells Annie Potts in that one scene, like, "Oh yeah, I just like to ride my bike by women's houses. Like, give me your address, <laughs> I'll throw you on my route." <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but even even like he kisses her just to make you know Molly Ringwald's character feel jealous. Like that's. Oh yeah, that, that always, was a really uncomfortable that, moment. That for is me. a weird move. That, that didn't sit well with me, and I'm, I mean, it just I'm like sitting there going like, "Well, fuck you, man! Like, I don't want you to end up with her now. Like, I don't care if you're the guy that's like all like oh, I've been here all the time. Like, no, right? Well, as off. a as a first time watcher, adult, I never really sided with him. Yeah. There were some ideas of grand gestures in there, but like all the time, it was like you're a creep. Yeah, you're you've a got stalker. this wrong idea about what to expect. It's like you, you're nice to her, so you expect what? Like, right. there's yeah. all these ulterior motives that I see as an adult, but. Might have identified with him as a kid. That's yeah. what I was going to ask. That's like, the problem. That's the problem. Because I'm yeah. with you. I I saw it for the first time watching it for this podcast. Did you guys who'd seen it as a younger person like side with Ducky? And I like, always did. Yeah. You think yeah, he's yeah, cute, yeah. right? Yeah. And that kind of behavior was seen in the '80s as like, oh, it's innocent, like he just yeah. creeper. Well, cult- yeah. Yeah. culture has changed so massively it, since the, like now you couldn't get that movie made because people would be like, well, this is, you know, terrible sort of male entitlement stuff and yeah, like you right. can't have the likable character do any of that right <laughs> yeah what would the ducky be today what would that character be like <sighs> I mean, he wouldn't be riding his bike it, by our house all no, no as much as he'd be it, driving his prius i feel like ducky <laughs> would still exist just in a in a more updated form right there's yeah. the sense of the nice guy we have the nice guy now or like I'm yeah. just a nice guy. Girls don't go for nice like, guys. This is, this is the bullshit that built like that bullshit idea of like the friend the zone. The friend zone, yeah. Shit. No, that, Ducky is totally and, ultimate friend zone. And that, that pisses me off though because that's such a bullshit term. Like I hate yeah. that. That's just an asshole who doesn't get laid and blames it on a girl. Yeah. Like, that's such <laughs> yeah. like the and the you know shit. sort of the only sort of lastingly redeeming thing in that regard is that at the end of the movie he's like no go be with the other guy right that's yeah. kind of why i like that she didn't go with him but like yeah he kind of grew <laughs> yeah as a person i was like oh, okay yeah no, you're, he... you're on your way to a good thing it was kind of like the ending to uh, 500 days of summer where after this whole mess he just was like oh i get it and right. then he's able to kind of advance and but go does move on because he, he falls into fall man <laughs> he goes right into autumn <laughs> I think he does. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they leave that there, open. There for is it. that girl that shows up at the prom for Ducky, who who is credited as Duckette. Christy Swanson, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yep. And who's Buffy, right? The original Buffy. The original but it also, yeah. oh, wow, kind of gives a lesson to those of us who really hardcore identified with Ducky is that you know you're fixated, you've put this person on a pedestal, but when you move on past your limited high school experience, there's a whole world out there. There's a really hot Christy Swanson. <laughs> 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 yep. She's gonna kill some vampires yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, Hot. all of that said and done, like I don't think I really just think that it's just the product of looking at it from this time that yeah. makes Ducky seem like a creep. Because I don't think at the time, totally. like even if I hadn't seen this as a kid, if as an adult in the '80s, I don't think anyone looked at him was like he's kind of creepy. It's just entirely just the times, right? Yeah. Um, well, there was even that conversation with him and um, the father where he was just looking at him like you're kind of silly, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. whole time. Oh, and <laughs> that's okay. Now as when we say this movie's kind of awful and great at the same time, that is one of the, I think, chief moments that makes me go, this movie's fucking terrible. Because, <laughs> like, like, have you learned how to edit? Like, here's an entire scene you can just lift and throw away. Like, the entire, like, what right. the fuck was the point of that? Like, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, this scene is to let people know that Ducky really likes, uh, now nah, I'm even forgetting her name. Andy. Andy, yeah. yeah. Well, we fucking know that. Like, right. why, why do we need to see Ducky in a lawn chair talking to her dad about it? Like, what does that get us? Yeah. And then a kind of funny line. Well, there's a little th- bit of the backstory about the 
the dad being hung up on the mom, sort of, mm-hmm. in that scene. Yeah. Yeah, but that's another side story then, that's just, that's I didn't really think it was needed. Terrible. I yeah. think it, it all kind of shows you that uh, this is like a, a common thing in high school. Like, the dad was totally on Ducky's side for, for Andy to get with him. I think that's what that scene was building toward. But it yeah. never really felt like that. It felt like that's what it was supposed to be, but I never really felt like the dad yeah. was like, hey, check out Ducky. Like, when we go back to our Teen Wolf episode where the dad's always like, check out Boff. Right. Boff's great. Boff's right there. Right. This dad never did that with Ducky. Right. Maybe that I scene think, was cut. I yeah. think, <laughs> yeah. I cut the wrong one. I think coming from now to watching it, it what it does for me is it helped kind of alleviate some of that creep factor. Because I'm like, now he's a harmless kind of jokester How? who doesn't like, right. I don't know, that, that scene, even though it's See, superfluous. that elevates the creep factor for me. Like, I'm <laughs> going to marry your daughter. Yeah. But like, <laughs> like all the time what? he's looking you're at 16, him like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're getting... And he's you're failing. Is he, he's like failing on purpose so that she'll help him with his homework. Is yep. that also a factor? Well, she thought uh, it was because he wanted to stay in school, but I think it's oh. more so like, yeah, so he can get in her bedroom. Right. Right. Oh, so weird. And then just confess to her pillow that he loves her. It's like, I, I, I'm pretty yeah. sure these are all still real things that happen in high school. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a, I think there's a very strong reason why none of these movies have been remade, and it's really because teenagers still watch them. Right. A little bit, yeah. But, I mean, th- you could say that about a lot of movies. Teenagers still watch Jurassic Park, too. Well, that's they, true. Yeah. <laughs> they made Jurassic World anyway. Well, yeah, I'm sure th- I'm sure the only reason why there's no remake is because of whatever his estate wishes yeah. I think yeah. that's are. that's the John Hughes thing, right? He yeah. There's been no remakes of any of his movies, right. unless he does them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and just calls right. it something else. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I love that. I feel like Steph, uh, James Spader's character, is exactly the same as he would be today. Like, they could yeah. almost... Just do some oh, yeah. some of that CG makeup from the X Men on James Spader and cast him again. <laughs> so, talking about James Spader, and I I mean this wholeheartedly. I think he's the best character in the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, it's not just James, not just because James Spader's playing it. He has like the most like agency. Like he has the most like stakes in it. Like he he really likes Andy. Really wants to be with Andy. And Andy shoots him down cold. Yeah. yeah. And then he spends the rest of the movie like, well, if I can't have her, no one can. Yep. And it's yeah. Like, it's like fucking cold. And then they yeah. don't give him any. Like after you build this great character, he's not this like two dimensional piece of shit. Like he's an actual like full fleshed out character. He's just kind of forgotten about. Right. He's, well, he's the Mil- dude you remember. Like outside of Ducky. Yeah. Ducky had to like do a huge dance number to be remembered. But James <laughs> Bader was like he's, he's just a great uh, three dimensional piece of shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's pretty great. No, and Blaine is like, does Blaine have a personality? No, I no. hated him. Blaine is bland. And he's not the even... A record store goer would have been his credit if yeah. he didn't have a line. <laughs> right. I don't understand other than like him being. I guess cute. I'm. I'm really. I don't know. But you're Again, guessing because James Spader's cuter, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's, that's where I, that's where I, I was having the problem. I was like, yeah. But there's James Spader. Right. Right. But there's who's this if, guy? If you're just gonna end up with the cute creep anyway, just go with James Spader. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and I do think that the indication is supposed to be that James Spader. What is his character's name? Steph. Steph. Yeah. Steph would you know just use her and throw user, her away. Abuser and loser. Yeah. It's interesting. Isn't his girlfriend's name Benny? Is it? Yeah, I think so. Like James Spader's character. I also love that the Benny. super rich yeah, people yeah. are like drunk all the time. Yes. <laughs> all the time. All yep. hanging over. And they yeah. all look like they're about to go boating. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A funny thing about 80s fashion on the yuppie side of stuff is that they all look like too grown up. Oh, yeah. Because no kids would dress that way anymore. And. I don't. I, I sort of doubt like that a, they did then. Any any right. Potts final transformation into her Super Saiyan form of eighties <laughs> <laughs> Glambot. Yeah, man. And also, I've been trying to figure out when her character went to prom because she's supposed to be. Wow, sorry, this is like deep nerd shit. She's supposed to be fifteen years older than Andy, which Andy's eighteen. 
Um, she says at some point, like, you have the butt I had 15 years ago or something like oh, that. Oh, right. I remember that. <laughs> um, so then why is she in a early 60s prom dress and a mm. beehive? Yeah. Well, because she was like a trendsetter. Because yeah. she had she, no, she went on her here's own why. Wavelength. She had a nice ass even in her mid twenties. <laughs> right, but she like she would have gone to prom in 1970. And I don't know. she was retro then. She was right. like a seventies hipster. That's yeah. the only. That's the only thing I can come up with. Sorry, know. this really. I I also I work part time in fashion, so I'm like, why am analyzing the dresses? The, a writer and a, a part time fashion. You know, worker, so you're okay. Re- I think yeah, the same thing about apart. Jurassic Park and where that giant ravine came from. It's it's just yeah. sometimes it's just movie magic. Just fucking you, irritate you, man. Yeah. You know. What do you guys think about their their friendship though? I thought it was nice that they were kind of there for each other. Never really had too much drama. Yeah. Like with, it was with who. Uh, Andy Potts and um, Andy, like the, those two characters. Like, I mean, it's this movie in Ghostbusters that makes me go, I want Andy Potts to be my best friend because she's yeah. fantastic. Mm. Even just like, just talking about the, the kisses. I thought that was a cool conversation. Like, <laughs> I felt it in my thighs. thighs. <laughs> I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> yep. But just like they're talking about it in a way kids might. And I was like, that's kind of neat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like her whole like arrested development sort of element and like... Uh, she she named a Lady Gaga song, as far as I'm concerned. She stands up on, you know, and she's stapling records to the ceiling, and she goes, applause, applause, <laughs> applause. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, I'm, like, pretty sure that's where Gaga got that song. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I have a question for the group. She says it's almost like he practiced kissing on melons. Right, what? Now, <laughs> what the fuck? All right, I need to know. What did everyone practice kissing on? When we started practicing kissing. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, it's not true at all. <laughs> but like melon. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> like with the rhyme on it? Like, yeah, like, like something like you're just up in a melon. Wow. Like, um, um, wow. Um, Lips um, are really disappointing. Yeah. And scaly. Super pushy. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to like this thing. Yeah. Doesn't have any I kind of wish we had that scene now of just Ducky making out with, <laughs> with a, a watermelon <laughs> somewhere in the cutting room. It's before. time for the reboot. <laughs> yeah, well, you kind of go like, I could see it. I could see him doing that. I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me. It's such a John Hughes line, too. You know, like, that's something that's so, like, yeah. ingrained in my brain thinking about. Like, that was just one of those stupid things. I was like, I need to look this up to make sure it was actually in this movie. And <laughs> it was. I'm yeah. just like, this is insane. Like, that's a great little spot. I'm just like, wow, that's a great way to explain a kiss. And, like, even with, like, feel it in the thighs type thing. That, that's yeah. such no, that a huge thing. No, that scene is lovely. You know? I, I think if... I imagine Ducky practicing kissing kind of like Ethan Embry in Empire Records. Yes. Remember when he's yep. outside and he makes out with the wall art? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Poor Ethan Embry. He was just born in the wrong decade because he would have been great in John Hughes oh, movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of did the 90s equivalent yep. run. Um, and fun fact, was apparently so stoned through the making of Can't Hardly Wait that he doesn't remember any of it. Yes, I heard I could, the same thing. You know, I just watched a movie not that long ago. I'd buy it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> him, and, him and Jason Segel actually used to get super high in his trailer. That's what it was. That's and Jason awesome. Segel's, all of his so lines sense. were improv. Yeah. yeah. That's of it. course. Yeah. Because well, how else do you operate if you're stoned? Right? <laughs> in your trailer. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, He's kind of tall, not too tall. <laughs> He wears (laughs) t-shirts. T-shirts, man. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right, so we should move on. I'm not really sure where even to move on to now. Let's talk about my favorite part, the soundtrack. It was so good. Mm -hmm. I mean, that... 
isn't that true of all of his movies though? Like John I know. Hughes was we, great with soundtrack. We don't have a modern day version of that. I think we really don't. We had Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a lot of fun and had mm-hmm. that, but that's not James Gunn's thing. Right. No, and that really felt more. Like, none of that was like. It felt random. It felt like random happenstance yeah. that he came across a good soundtrack for his movie. Yeah. I, I, it really just felt like James Gunn was good at picking out songs for the movie. Whereas, yeah. like, John Hughes, I don't know why it feels different, but he found songs that felt organic to each movie. Yeah. Like, the, the songs from Pretty in Pink would not work in Ferris Bueller, and the songs in Ferris Bueller right. would not work in Sixteen Candles. Yeah. Right. And none of them would just, like, would work, but he did such a good job with each one of his movies. Like, this, these songs fit the tone of this movie perfectly. Can yeah. you imagine being John Hughes' girlfriend in high school and getting a mixtape that he made? It would be so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be perfect in every way, shape, or form. My heart would melt. Absolutely. My legs would. Yeah, feel if he's still so around, my thighs would be all uh. <laughs> Maybe he's on Spotify. Can we follow John Hughes on Spotify? I'm gonna check. I, I do have a John Hughes playlist that I have made on Spotify. Of course. Oh, I'm gonna follow yeah. that, which we can I'm, subscribe to. Actually, you could, but it's strictly based on the John Hughes show from after the, not after the. Um, for the record. For the record. Thank you. Yes. Because I just took their entire program and just put it into Spotify. <laughs> Smart man. It was good. Um, but no, you're right. Like the, the soundtrack to this movie is fantastic. And there's really only one song that I noticed. I'm kind of a John Hughes nerd at times. Um, that he used in two different movies. And it's the song. Um, I don't remember the name of it right now. But it's in this movie. And then it's in Some Kind of Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of funny. that Which we've established in yeah, the same movie. It's the exact same movie. So it's kind of funny that some of the songs make it make the jump. But the difference is, I mean, some kind of wonderful, if you don't, if none of you have known, it is basically the exact same movie, but gender swapped. But the ending is better because he goes a different way. There's also some really great um, shots of, of the weird little club that they hang out in and, and the band that's in, in the club. Do we know who they are? I don't know who they are, but they basically just took that club and put it in Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's, true. Yeah, they, they totally did. That's it's probably the a same set. club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's either the set or it's just that we all know that um now how am I gonna forget his name? Joss Whedon. Thank you. For fuck's You're sake, welcome, what's wrong sweetheart. with my head today? <laughs> well it's really but, it's the lighting, it's the stage lighting is underneath the band in both clubs. Yeah. Yes. I think that's really the It's key. that and it's I mean obviously Joss Whedon likes John Hughes. I mean there's right. Right. that's blatantly yeah. obvious and I mean, how cool would it have been to be in high school and have that sort of club? Like, oh, I just go there whenever I want, and there's a lot of bands, and fucking Andrew Dice Clay is the bouncer. Like, how awesome is that? (laughs) I feel like we missed out. I went to a coffee shop with an open mic night with some real old creepy dude working Mm -hmm. the machines. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) It's the best I got. We just don't have that anymore. We need it back. Wait, you guys actually went out during high school? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just went to football games. I yeah, never I went those. to a football all game. All we had of high school out in the country. All we had were football games. I went to football games, and that's the reason yeah. why I write Friday Night Lights fan fiction because I really want Smash <laughs> Williams and Tim Riggins to get together, like Good clear choice. eyes, full hearts, can't, can't lose. <laughs> oh my wow. god! You, you said a moment there, I think. Yeah. You Just heard it. Wow. No, we we shouldn't talk about Friday Night Lights anymore because I'll I'll completely dominate the rest of your podcast being like you remember when the really cool thing happened I love it I just want them to be my parents and Friday Night Lights podcast me you spin yeah. off oh yeah it. for sure Sounds good. Um, no I grew up in New York City so I went out a lot um, but I you know not in like a fun cool John Hughes club way in like a scary drag clubs and I probably shouldn't be here and my mom's gonna kill me and, <laughs> you know <laughs> But it was good, you know. It was a nice way to grow up, I guess. Hey, you made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still alive. alive. 
Uh, all right. So unless there's anything else, we I mean I know there's a shit in this shit ton of things in this movie that we haven't touched on. But is there anything else that anybody really wants to bring up that's itching at them? We never even mentioned the color pink. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's not actually. A well, good let's talk color about the. Um, I don't. <laughs> it, it, I, <laughs> let's talk about the the kind of the, the Molly Ringwald and her like the, the, her kind of antagonist gal pals and, and like the I gym don't scene. Them at all. Like what is? <laughs> they are just nothing to me. This whole movie. They're really just there to fill. It a leads few to scenes. a very interesting discussion with her principal, who like a, yeah. a principal who takes her side. And I was like, I was actually very surprised by that scene. I wonder if there's more to it than just that. But well, like, it's sort of like they don't really delve into the dynamics of the schools, like the scholarship kids, and like I don't really understand the deal with the school. There was stuff that they hinted at that I was like, no, well, they could have spent well, more time here and less on the lawn with Dad and Ducky. I mean, I kind of get why they didn't, because who cares about like if I'm here to watch a Molly Ringwald movie, not to hear about right. the politics of school. But from what I understood is that this was a school in a very high end part of town right. that needed to fill a student quota, so they took a few kids from the other side of the literal train tracks and said here sit in our class yeah and that's why they had such a class warfare of like all the rich kids looking at the poor kids like you're dirtying my desk (laughs) (laughs) and like that was the whole we'll write the report yeah (laughs) yeah Um, those those scenes like just were so out of like left field it felt like just because they didn't really establish too much other than just giving lip service to the fact that she's from the other side of the tracks no one likes her i kind of got all of it i don't think it needed to be any more established than that i think anything more than that than you're like crossing like the christopher nolan territory like all right we get it please stop explaining (laughs) oh yeah i um i feel like there's more to there's so (laughs) there's so much it's so rich no i the i mean one thing that is actually exceptional about the movie is the is the cinematography i don't know if you guys geek out about that um sometimes but uh i usually do with ones where i notice it i didn't notice it in this one i there are some i mean a lot of it is civilian whatever standard shooting but then there's stuff like like the setup of when ducky is dancing on the stairs that's true yeah the shot construction is beautiful and there's a shot which is sort of ripped from badlands um, sort of. I'm gonna I did not up. notice anything Badlands in Pretty in Pink. Yeah, this is I'm very all interested new in this and interesting one. to me. This one, yeah. Oh, no. holy oh, shit! Yeah. yeah. Anyway, just uh, that really w- just went well for the listeners. Wow. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. we so, all see a so the, first, the first time that Andy and Blaine kiss in front of his car and his head, the headlights are on, it's oh, it's yeah. a shot from Badlands. That was a really right. that was a really yeah. nice shot. Yeah. yeah, you know. It's they 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 threw some good like artistic shit in there in this teen movie. I mean they did. It was, it was good. I just kind of wish it was more consistent because right because I mean yes there are good shots but I mean there's good shots in a lot of movies. Yeah, I mean but, I think also the production design is is particularly cool. Like if you look around the record shop and the various kids' bedrooms and stuff, like it's very thoughtful. The production design of the movie is probably my favorite thing across most of John Hughes movies because they never yeah. feel like they feel like movies that are just. I've said it before in this, uh, organic. Like yeah. It doesn't feel yeah. like it's a set or like a prop house, but it feels no. like, oh, I want to live in that guy's room. That'd be cool. Totally. But it doesn't feel like like when you watch, say, like the Goldbergs, and I'm going to pick on that right now, where it wants to be like the 80s. It's like, wow, no kid in the 80s had that much 80s shit right. ever. <laughs> right. Right. And it's yeah. like, wait a minute. I had Star Wars sheets. <laughs> yeah, it's Star Wars sheets. Did you also have like a Transformers, everything? And like, if you ever right. watch the Goldbergs, whole it is ro- ridiculous. Was it's your a whole room show. an 80s it, reference? Yes. Right. <laughs> You know, I also had you know, some there's... 70s shit in my room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just well, saying. that's the yeah. thing is like no real kid in the 80s bought everything exactly in 1984. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got all this new yesterday at yeah. Sears. Right. Yeah. And that's Sears and Robux. Yeah. <laughs> Redid the whole room to make sure it was only from this year. Right. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. But that's what's so good about John Hughes is that it never feels like like this is a set. Like it always feels right. like a very organic place. The only time for me in the entire movie where I go, whoa, is Ducky's room. Yeah. Ducky's room was the only time I'm like, okay. He try, I mean, look at how much work he puts into his own like presentation. Right. I think he'd try a little harder with his room. Well, is he is he living in a real house? Like, is he squatting somewhere? <laughs> like, that's what it looks like. It looks yeah. like. If there was, like, a person tweaking out on heroin behind him, you wouldn't question it. Like, yeah. it looks like a pure drug den. Like, I it's think very that weird. something really dark is actually happening with Ducky and his family, but maybe. we just never there's, touch on it. There's a darker yeah. chapter when we vi- revisit yeah. the prequel. Like, maybe there are no parents, and he's just on his own, and that's why he's riding his bike outside of Andy's house all the time, is because he's literally homeless. I need a <laughs> looking for a house. He's not a girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I need a place to sleep at night. I am yeah. hungry it's tonight. next to you. I'm hungry. I mean, not for love, but for food. <laughs> right. Only with what we're given in the movie, you might be right. Because <laughs> they really, they don't ever say otherwise. No. Just kind of... Oh, poor duck. Kind of dark and sad. Yeah. But no, despite, I feel bad for this. I'm a bitch. Is that why you never buy another pair of shoes? And that's like why he's, you know, using the bathroom at the record store and stuff. Like, yeah. I think he's homeless. <laughs> makes so much sense. It, it, actually, it, it really does. It's all coming together now. Everything's coming up ducky. I think despite its flaws, I can understand from watching from this vantage point why kids are into it. Why people get in so into Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because there's moments where it's genuinely like, oh, Cool, I dig it. Yeah. I dig the ro- I dig the romance, the romanticism of it. Like despite those flaws, I'm still able to kind of get wrapped up in it. There was moments where I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> boring Blaine, I get it." Well, I mean, and then like, <laughs> hasn't everyone at this table had a moment where they confess their love to someone? I mean, we've yeah, yeah, we've all had that heartbreaking yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. We've all seen it turn on us and make us into horrible human beings for a moment, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah, it's I mean, terrible, but I mean, it's also great at the same time. There was a guy at camp who I couldn't be seen with, so I identify with Blaine. <laughs> See? <laughs> There's a but, lot of girls that I dated that no one knows about because it was a dark time in my life, right? and 2015 <laughs> was really shitty. So, <laughs> uh, that was last year. Crick. Dark. <laughs> dark times, my friend. Dark uh, times. It's better but now. no, I, I think everyone's right. Like there, I mean, there's something... I think that's just kind of across the board with all John Hughes movies, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just kind of like what he does. He makes movies that they might be, as we've said before, this movie's not the best. Like, Pretty in Pink is not. I mean, you look at the rest of his movies, I'd rather watch Sixteen Candles or Ferris Bueller or yeah. Some Kind of Wonderful or really any of those. I'd rather watch it. But if someone turns this one on, I'm like, no, fuck that. It's still an awesome movie to watch. Yeah. It doesn't right. have to be wall-to-wall quality as long as it's still, it hits the points it needs to hit, and it does it great. Yeah. And everyone else just, it, like... That's the that's the time period. Everyone else just tries too hard, and like it was a magical moment with John Hughes movies. Yeah. It really was, and they can't be repeated. No, and it's one of the things where like I might not like the story or this or this or this, but I like the characters, so I'll keep watching it. Or uh, maybe I won't like the characters so much like this one, but I really like the story and the way things play out, so I'll keep watching it. Like there's something about all of his movies where it's like, no, I'll keep watching the shit out of them. Yeah, and yeah. one quick shout out too, just even though the whole stuff with her dad just was kind of weird and all that. A relationship where it wasn't like, forget you, dad, slam door. Like I was like, yeah. wow, yeah. I'd never seen something like that before. Completely. Well, and those scenarios where the child is sort of coaching a parent through a hard time are, are happen so often, and it's it's not a, a setup I think you see in teen movies. It did, it did surprise me. I was like, oh, wow, this is where they're going with this. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know how many lives John Hughes led before he wrote his movies. But he's like <laughs> really hitting home with so many different types of characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I think yeah, it's another just credit to I mean his legacy. It's like yeah. he, you there is a character in one of his movies that everyone can relate to at mm-hmm. some point or another. Yeah. At least that I think so. Well, and oh, it really cool. is that thing, you know, we're always sort of I think searching for authenticity in our pop culture and in music and in movies and and he really just nails it for what it's like to be a young person. Um, even even if you're wearing you know slightly different clothes nowadays, <laughs> well, <he's laughs> the, the sentiments would, are the same. Could you even say he's like the cinematic equivalent of the home we're looking for? Kind of to yeah. get all philosophical about this shit. Like, oh, that's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, we're all searching for something that we're, we're that's gone from us, and yeah, he had it. I think um, I think dope um, kind of is the the closest that we've come to a John Hughes-ish movie in the past while. I still haven't seen Dope. Oh, yeah, it's cool. It came up on our podcast uh, last week. And yeah. We should watch it probably. Yeah, here it's great. It's I feel cool. like Straight Outta Compton is the closest thing. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> really what it's like it's to be a teenager. Really about. <laughs> uh, okay, so unless there's anything else that we need to touch on, I think we should move into quotes. Uh, I can go first. I was going to do one from Andrew Dice Clay because he's Andrew Dice Clay and I love Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> That's who has two lines. That yeah, makes right. sense. Yes, yeah. Okay. Uh, but now that I've said uh, Andy Potts a couple of times, I, I realize I have to take the Andy Potts line. Um, Tracks, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a ducky one. Uh... It's called a sense of humor. You should get one. They're nice. <laughs> nice. I have a, I don't know, this line always uh, stuck with me. I actually had to rewind the movie, and I was like, did he just say what I thought he said? <laughs> and it's not a good quote by any means, but it, it kind of harkens to what we were talking about with Ducky being a creep. When he's uh, walking through the halls of high school, and he goes, hey, ladies, what do you say? I can make a deal where either one of you could be pregnant by the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> I did a slow, like, I was looking at something else briefly, and yeah. when he said that, I just looked over at the screen, and I was like, what? Slow <laughs> turn. It's a line that would never fly today. No. I mean, it would. I had that written down. I was like, ooh, that's a, that's a keeper right that's, there. That's a line. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go. The, it's a ducky line as well. It's when the, the, the jocks throw him into the women's room, and then he starts freaking out on them, <laughs> and just he, he goes on for a while. We don't got none of this. We got... We don't got doors in the stalls in the boy room. We don't have what's this? What what? We, we don't have candy machine in the boys room. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. Good one. Mine is a very sentimental one from Ducky. I, I can't Ooh. help myself. I'm this guy. Um, is it the I'm off like a dirty shirt? No, it's actually <laughs> the uh, it's it's a little bit long. My apologies here, but he goes. Ugh. Well, here's here's the point, Andy. I'm not particularly concerned with whether you whether or not you like me because I live to like you. And I can't like you anymore. That to me is so crazy because he's pretty much saying he likes her so much, but now he's quitting on her. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's just the essence of what Ducky should have grown into, the person he should have been. He shouldn't yeah. be, he can't be stalking somebody for yeah. the entire childhood. No. You, you can't try to knock up chicks in the, the no. locker. No. Grow the fuck up, Ducky. Come on. Get your <laughs> shit together. What is Get that up. bit where he's like saying that he's going to make them a lunchroom reservation? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yep. I mean, Ducky really does have all of the good lines in he this does. thing. Yeah. Yep. He does have the one that, uh, since nobody took it, I will just mention really quickly that I, I always remember from this show. It's like the one line I always remember from the movie when she says that she's going out with Blaine. Mm. His name is Blaine? Oh, that's a major appliance. That's not a name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
There was one uh, quote from Blaine that I thought was really redeeming at the end when he's at, they're at prom and he, uh, he talks to James Spader. And he says, you couldn't buy her. That's what's killing you, isn't it, Steph? That's it, Steph. She thinks you're shit. And deep down, you know she's right. And I was like, if she heard him say that, then it would make sense that she makes out with him at the end. Because that is such a badass line. It yeah, is. I it cheer is. a little bit. I love his wig during that scene. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely shot like a year yeah. later. <laughs> I cheered at that appliance. You go, appliance. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, where are they having their prom? Because he mentions that the suite they have upstairs oh, is it's an, it's an $300. It, that could be. Which seems like a lot for 80s money. Yeah. Yeah. The Waldorf is Astoria. <laughs> right. Of what's are they in Chicago? Where are they? I, I think they're, they're in Sherma. They, they're in Sherma, Illinois. Yeah. Oh right, that's yeah. right. But yep. there ain't no Sherma in Illinois. <laughs> really? Silent Bob Jay reference. Silent Bob yeah. It's sadder that three of us knew it, or that you said it. I don't There's know. Like I'm gonna go a... with that he said it. <laughs> yeah. It's a dark time. I that you know I'm coming out of it. Yeah, I'm yeah. coming out of it. Clearly. All right, so the review system for today. <laughs> I'll just move right up, uh, ever so quickly along. I love uh, you too. It, it, it's going to be any movie that takes place in high school. Ooh. I have one locked and loaded if you guys need me to go first. Go for it. Engage. Perks of being a wallflower. I knew it. Yeah. You son of a bitch. I knew it. With the soundtrack and also the angsty teenness. Yep. Yeah, so Cody just pretty much said what I was going to say. Sorry. For- <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, he, he, but sorry. you're right. I mean, really, like, uh, I think that was, um, I'm forgetting his name now, but the director's best idea at trying to make a John Hughes movie, and I think he came close. Mm-hmm. He didn't quite hit the nail on the head, but I think he did a really good job, and it has, um, I'm just terrible with names today, but it has Emma Watson and Logan Lerman. Logan is the name Lerman. Of it. And, like, they, they did a really good job. That You felt like these were real people in real situations, and it didn't feel too orchestrated, and it felt kind of, like, fun and natural. It's a little too heavy-handed at times, but John Hughes can kind of go a little too heavy-handed at times. But overall, I think it was a, a really good picture of what high school is like. It's like this time from a boy's point of view as opposed to a girl's point of view. I'll go with um, 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, it wasn't the best movie of all time, but it was really good. I oh, thought it had, oh, had some it great so parts that uh, nailed what high school is like, and she ended up with the wrong guy at the end. <laughs> <laughs> There's a dance number in that, too. Yep, there is. Heath Ledger singing... That is pretty amazing. Steps. Yeah. So good. Yep. So oh. good. Doesn't make sense at all. Like, I love it. <laughs> but it totally works. It's a, it's a, it's no, he's got to embarrass himself gotta, yeah. to get the girl. Get the girl. Like, he was not embarrassed. That was badass. Yeah. yeah. Look at him going down those fucking bleachers he, and like he eyes straight ahead. Like, and when yeah. he awesome smacks dude. the ass of the cop, yeah. that's my favorite part. He was not embarrassed at all. Yeah. No, if he'd done it yeah. naked, he might have been a little bit more embarrassed, but that's I don't true. know if he was packing, so yeah, he knows. probably still not. He's Australian. So the idea of like you embarrass the girl and you got to make a grand gesture to earn her favor again. The grand Dresser is great. The yeah. embarrassing, he kind of missed the mark. Yeah, <laughs> true, fair. I, uh, I'm at the go back with one that I thought of uh, as we were talking about. Can't hardly wait. Yeah, yep. yeah. And and you know what? It also has the musical moment in it too. Singing Paradise City from. Uh, oh my god. Oh yeah. yeah you know that so that guy, uh, the guy that plays that character. What is his name? He's also the little boy in Hook. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's some like major high-powered lawyer politician now. Right. I thought yeah. he's a teacher now. <laughs> Like he went that route, no, and now he, he's a teacher. Not anymore, I don't think. Uh, I thought he went into teaching. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm not all the way up to date. <laughs> I I'm, maybe I haven't looked at his Wikipedia in a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do my monthly check of his Wikipedia. <laughs> all right, I'll I'll go next. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. 
Oh yeah. All right. Good choice. Yep. Music Guys. music choice. Kind of a like quirky snapshot of people and uh, indicative of an area and a time. I would actually I would actually go with Empire Records, which I know I already okay. mentioned. Um, I mean, I know it's a little more music oriented than this one, but it's also a little bit, there's like a romantic through line to it, but it's a little non sequitur. It's probably a little more, um, you know, gang cast, not, not centered on one person, but I think the spirit of it is like, you know, being young and rebellious and finding your way in the world. Mm. And, uh, you know, everybody's got interesting fashion stuff going on. (laughs) It's also got that very John Hughesian moment with, uh, the one character, Robin Tooney's character who yeah. talks about committing suicide. And that's mm-hmm. a super John Hughes moment where it gets super oh, yeah. serious. Yeah. That's yeah. probably my favorite movie we mentioned at the table today. Yeah. There's also it. like a cra- there's like a crafty uh, like, you know, there's a, mo- a turning point moment in the in Pretty in Pink where she's making something and there's a bunch of turning point movies where they're making stuff mm-hmm. oh, in yeah. Empire Records. Yep. <laughs> I like this how like she takes or... she takes charge, she makes something. Uh, that's a really good like yeah. just symbolic gesture. I love it. Gluing quarters to the ground. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> gotta do that mm, so good. Um, all right so that's it for today bringing episode to a close uh, next week we have a whole season review of Doctor Who oh, um, season 9 so the most recent season so if you haven't caught up you now have a week to do so uh, and that also will include the Christmas episode mm. at the end of the season which I feel like I should mention because it was a little bit of time between the season and the Christmas episode um, so we're going to do everything up to date because now we all know that we have a year to wait to the next Doctor Who, which is a bummer, but I'm okay with it. Uh, and then after that, we have our 90s nostalgia, throwback, guilty pleasure, whatever you want to call it, movies of 90s battle. And we have two people so far booked for that, but as we found out this week, that might not always work out. We might need to get some new people. Um, but it's fine because we are able to do so. Two weeks. Two weeks for that one. We got and then uh, three weeks, you have Crimson Peak coming up. So Ooh, time to watch to Crimson one. Peak. I have a feeling I know who you should pull in for that one. We already got somebody booked. You nice. might have guessed who it is. I, I, Not I, the I, listeners, Cody. I'm guessing, guys. Okay, so with that, thanks again for Maggie for coming on. My pleasure. Uh, go listen to Chicks Who Script. I've listened to it myself. It's very, very good. Thanks. Um, uh, Cody, you can go watch some of the shows he's worked on. <laughs> he's worked on Review. I hear it's great. Reviews I'm not watching it myself. And uh, I'm working actually on a show right now. It comes out in March. So watch cool. Stuck in the Middle awesome. for all the hard work Cody did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's it. Thanks for John and Brian for always being on. Yeah. And bye. Drop!